Look at your neighbor, say to them, and he wins, amen. And he has won for us the victory, amen. So I'm so grateful for the freedom to worship God. And I want, it's my, my honor today to, it's an honor today to um, partake with you in what I consider the most important meal ever because it represents and has so much meaning. It's an amazing thing. And you can keep that same pad right there where you were. It's, a, it's important that we understand what we are about to do because Jesus is the one, our Lord, is the one who instituted, who began this meal. For many of us, we may not have grasped, understood how powerful, how potent, how liberating this meal is. It's actually very simple. The one of the practices of our Lord, and it's been a practice throughout all cultures, it's who you eat with. Who did you eat with yesterday? One of the worst things is to eat by yourself. Unless you're a glutton and you don't want nobody to know how much you're eating. One of the greatest joys is to be able to share a meal with somebody. And somebody that you love, you communicate with, and you appreciate, and you have things in common, and that you, 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 uh, you love and adore. One of the great experiences is being able to eat together. Even in marriage, one of the great powerful issues of marriage is that cake. Everybody's waiting to cut the cake. Somebody wrote a song about that. Cut the cake, right? Um, it, 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 when you cut the cake, you, everybody, isn't that a song? That was a song. You, you just said it so long ago, right? You know what you're saying? Sorry, wrong generation. Sorry. At least 30 years ago. When you cut the cake, however, you, you know, the, the bride, the groom, they share, they eat the same thing. If you've ever been in love, can I raise, I, I'm not talking about with Jesus right now, but if you've ever been in love with another person, I mean, in love, raise your hand and look around, please. If you've ever been in love with another person, I, you know, I didn't say what kind, I just said with any kind of, with, with a person. If you've ever been in love with the person, you know as well as I know that something is as, that's as precious as hugs and kisses is to be able to go to a great restaurant or a great couch and to break open something you both love and to eat it together. My wife and I have been traveling together for quite a while and one of the things we asked the Lord said, Lord, if we're gonna minister, if you call us to do this, help us to do this together. So very, very few times have we not ministered together. One of the things we love more than any, as much as anything, is to be able to open a meal together. Yeah. 
if you've ever been in love and you're sitting across the table and you have something that's delectable, delightful, and you're eating it and you're loving it and you're saying in your mind, I like this chicken as much as I like you. <laughs> if you ever had a cup of anything that you really adore that, you just, that just sizzles all your taste buds and you're, you're drinking the cup and you're thinking, I'm drinking this cup but I can't wait to drink you. Sorry, wrong, wrong group. Okay. As it is also in the New Testament, the Lord opens up to us in our understanding by the writers and they make careful description of Jesus with his disciples sitting around a table. More specifically, laying around a table. Always on that table, there would be, as tradition in those days, bread and wine. This one time, which had not ever happened before in those at least three years they were together, one, this one time they, they did this common, traditional meal together, but something is different about the Lord. And they all notice it as he turns the table and he says he takes the cup and he says this they all would drink from and I'm sorry for those of you that have difficulties with this but it wasn't grape, tell your neighbor it wasn't grape juice that's why it, it was a common cup and he would take the cup and this particular time he says this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Take it and drink it. One, one account of the gospel says, take this and share it among yourselves. And that same loaf that they were so used to eating, it was just so good. I don't know if any of you have been to, to Israel. My wife and I had the experience of going there and, and eating their bread. It's absolutely amazing. He said, this is, he took the bread and said, this is my body which is broken for you. So Jesus, in the most serious, sober moment of his life, when he's about to break fellowship with those who have traveled the distance with him for at least three years, up and downs, the victories, the assaults, they, they come to this juncture and Jesus says, this is my body and this is my blood. Something changes in that, in that meal Drink it, drink all of it, he said. Share it with yourselves. Take it. It's my body, broken for you. He said, when you do this, when you do this after this, remember me. It is amazing to me that all of humanity got broken to pieces over a meal. She offered it to him and he took it and he ate. And they 
realized for the first time we are separated from God and we are naked, we are uncovered. It's amazing to me that the Lord, when he brings it all together and declares the healing of the whole na of the nations, he says, this is my cup and this is my, which is my blood and this is my bread, which is my body. In the East, there is a standing tradition that whoever you eat with, you cannot be their enemy. Jesus gives us this tradition in the body of Christ so that he would allow us, make a way for us to experience something together which is so precious and so important. And unfortunately, everything in our culture rails against this because now you can get hot pockets for your, by yourself. Now you can get drinks at the soda machine. Now it's so departmentalized and separated that you can actually make your own soda water. Get your soda machine, put the carbonize your own deal, you know, by yourself. It actually costs less to buy a meal already prepared than it does to buy all the ingredients and the time it takes to put it all together. Folks quit cooking on Christmas. They go to Popeye's and nuke that turkey. They go to other places and pick up the meal so they can. And if you're single, you don't have to have a significant other who cooks. You can have, you can have Kroger Deli cook it for you. Mrs. What's his name? Her name. Can't think of her name right now. Miss who? Mrs. Winters. Who is that? Oh, chicken. Yeah, that's right. Chicken. chicken. She'll cook it for you. And you can be all alone by yourself and be perfectly content as you participate in something that God created you to be in common, in communion with. And when it comes to the body of Christ, Jesus changes that. In fact, he makes it clear that the way we eat together in our understanding of this coveted meal determines whether we're healthy and whether we have long life. For those who participate with the body of Christ and their hearts are not right, Paul said some are sick, some are weak, and some aren't living. But Jesus said, um, he institutes this meal that we might experience something together. And he calls it one, that they might be one, that they might be one. One of the ways you can experience oneness is when you both had the same, same spare ribs that was cooked down on the bone. And they came from the same cow out the same pot. And you're sitting there and you got a part of the rib and you have got the other part of the rib. And as you eat that meat and drink that cup, you, you just like, yeah. Jesus took it another further and he said, when you drink of my blood and you eat of my body, we participate in him.
I know there's a lot of debate over the histories as to whether this is blood and this is body. I'll just say what Jesus said. This is my blood. Life. This is my body. Health. When you eat it together in my name, remember me. With every head that's bowed for a moment, asking the Lord Jesus. Asking the Lord Jesus for the grace of forgiveness. Asking the Lord, Lord, I'm not even worthy to take this cup. I'm not even worthy to take this representative of your body because my life has not really been committed to you. At this table today, there's grace. If you say, I'm not worthy to receive this meal, there's grace for you because that's what Jesus was demonstrating for his disciples. The outpouring of his blood for every sin, the breaking of his body for every sin, every rebellion, and everything that lacked, everything that was broken. Jesus said, you, is that your situation? Are you broken? Are you separated? Come to the table. Take my blood and drink it and eat my body. Receive what I've done for you. Blood is poured over the stain of our sinful lives. If you have it in you today to admit that you have difficulties, brokenness, sins, rebellions in your life, right now you can ask the Lord. You can receive his forgiveness. If you've been a, a consummate isolationist, you know, people that stay to themselves because they don't want to have the pain of getting hurt by anyone else again. So they separate themselves. And in doing so, you miss all of the supply that Jesus would give to you by being connected. This table commemorates all of the things that Jesus wants to transpire in your life because you're rightly connected in what he calls his body. He said, this bread is my body. And Paul, when he writes, he says, you know, we are all one loaf. We eat of the same thing. We can never, ever be enemies again. In fact, we are the opposite. We drink of his cup, we eat of his bread, his blood, his body, and that makes us brothers, sisters. The same Father. If you need forgiveness today, just ask Jesus. So simple. Lord, I, I'm sick of carrying in me what doesn't represent you. And I'm leaving it at this table today. Thank you for the transforming power of your blood. 
in your body. Lord, today I receive. In Jesus' name.